0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Buyers Agency Australia.
0: It's through those tough times that great things happen. And if you can just hold on and just keep pushing through um, and choose to fight, like actively choose to fight as hard as it is, good things come.
1: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we speak again with A-Game Advisory Director, Jim Malmantinus as he takes us through the struggles, strategies and successes you can have when property developing. From a side struggle to multiple successful developments, Malmantinus is a prime example of tenacity in the property world. As we touched upon in our previous episode, Mel Martinez's dream was to always live on the Bayside, but his foray into that area of the market was anything but easy.
0: That was the start of the Bayside journey, so the Bayside dream, if you like. So, yeah, so from Roeville in this beautiful, you know, 40 square house that was ready to go, we moved. We literally traded it in for almost the same purchase price um, for a two-bedroom knockdown that was five minutes walk to one of the most beautiful Bayside beaches. So the beach walk was good. It was close to all the shops, the village, the cafes and the train station, but the home itself wasn't great. So yeah, I did spend a lot of time at the beach, which is good um, to get me through and we had to divest one or two to get, you know, to be able to set us up for that development side of things because we literally had to borrow, you know, at least I remember it was a million dollars back then to develop that side and that's a lot of money. So we needed to divest a couple of properties to be able to give us. Um, the equity that we needed to to borrow more.
1: So would you consider that moment that you just explained to me one of your worst moments in your whole journey or was one that was even worse than that?
0: Matt, absolutely I think that was the, that was the time I, when I was sitting in bed with the possums above my head when I thought you know I've got a four-year-old in a room you know cold I had panel heaters that were sort of doing the job a little bit I had my wife that was pregnant she was probably 30 weeks at that stage and you know we'd invested some money with the builder And lost it and we were in no man's land we just didn't know what the next step was but the next step was either lose everything um and like I said concede and give up because you know I was thinking you know at that when you go through those times you sort of think you go into victim victim mode at times and you think gee this is so hard I can't do this All that negative mind talk that happens to all of us um but I think being a fighter from such a young age and having that childhood that I had just taught me that resilience that, you know, life is not always easy and it's through those tough times that great things happen. And if you can just hold on and just keep pushing through um, and choose to fight, like actively choose to fight as hard as it is, good things come. And, you know, that's the choice that I made that that night. And I've never looked back because throughout the property, there's been many property developments post that. Before we got to this one. And there's just in life in general, there's always something that will come up that's maybe not as severe as that, but there's always challenges that come up through property development. I'm sure you're familiar with other guests that you've had on as well. You know, you start digging those foundations and things come up, extra costs that you haven't budgeted for, and, you know, issues with the bank, you know, subdivision issues with. you name the issue I've experienced it I mean we're going through a development project right now and there's another issue that I'm dealing with you know I was dealing with it all morning today but it's about trying to step back from the issue you've got a good team around you being creative and try and methodically work through all the different options and just leveraging the experts to help you because I don't know all the answers but I employ a great deal of Really smart people that do. So by working together with everyone, we come up with a really great solution or multiple solutions, and we work through and come
1: then find the best one out of the lot. Tell us a little bit more what happened with that particular deal because you know you're at that crossroads. I'm curious, how did you come out the end?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question because it takes me back in time. That was you know 15 years ago, so that's when I first started developing. So it's been that long. So. I remember the builder went into liquidation. We'd lost about $20,000 that we'd put down. We hadn't started building, but we, um, it was one of those deals where they designed the, the townhouses and they owned the rights to them. So, And that was the 20000 that we'd put down. So we were lucky that we were in that middle process, or the early process, because there was a lot of people that were midway through the process at either base or frame or even lockup stage that everything was frozen at that point. So I guess... I'm grateful that we were really early. So we lost that $20,000 and we just lost time because we really had to go through the design phase again. So really going back to basics, I found, you know I screened a few different architects, I found one and then we started the process again on our own without relying on this sort of packaged deal company that does the design and the build for you. So we just went through that company, we designed the townhouses that we wanted, Um, Again, you know, I had the floor plans anyway that I'd given to that building company because I drew them. And then the architect actually improved on them, which is obviously what they're paid to do. It's their area of expertise. And so then we went manually through the town planning process under, you know, ourselves as the real developers, as opposed to, you know, going through this company that was going to facilitate it all. And we got that all approved. um, And then we found a builder, got the finance, started the build process. And it probably added, I think that whole journey added an extra year to the project than it needed to be. So, time is money, it cost a bit of money, um, it cost a lot of stress, um, it cost a year worth of time. But I must say, Ty, I think that was one of the most profitable early projects and that's what really helped to get us here to this this home that we're living in now and, and all other properties that we have because there was two choices really at that point was to sell and lose money and walk away and, you know, buy another property, either, you know, further out and not in that great location that we're in, or to find the solution. And I didn't, that night when I made that decision, I didn't know what the solution was. I just started to ask questions, get curious, talk to different people, friends, architects, all different people. And that's how I figured out what the actual process was, because I had no idea. You know, and that's the great thing with what I you know offer my clients now is that ultimately when people don't know what they're doing, the learnings that I've had over 15 years, if I can shorten people's property learning journey and add value to them so that they don't have to experience the kind of stress that I did, um, that really you know that really gives me satisfaction and add's value to my life as well.
1: Martinez explains how his greatest challenge turned into his greatest success and teaching moment. And
0: it was still a, a massive stretch, and that's why we needed to divest things. And so the aha moment was really it just tied back to the beginning and like I said, the moments that keep happening throughout every development. Whenever a problem arises, it's about yes, you have a panic attack and you're stressing that moment when it's presented to you, but it's about taking some time, walking away, and really thinking it through methodically around what are the potential options, who do I need to consult with to try and come up with a solution and then come up with multiple solutions and work them through. Sometimes there's just no solution. I haven't encountered that yet. Through every single property development project or property investment project, there's been so many I can't tell you where you think, I don't know what we're going to do here, it's not going to work, but you just take it, you walk away, take some time and you work through it. And there's always a way, there's always a way to have, always a way is probably the takeout. So I think it's just that persistence and the knowing that it's going to be okay. And then the con- consultation with the experts and pushing people. Cause ultimately, you know, if you challenge people, they want to rise to the occasion. And that's, you know, from my corporate training, obviously I was quite senior. I worked with CEOs. I was always pushed. Um, so I learned how to do the same. And always in a nice way, but it's about, you know, you've got a great team of really intelligent people and they present you with one solution, but that doesn't work. It's about, okay, well, we need other solutions because this is not working and we need to make this work. So, that's the problem. Come back to me with a couple
1: of solutions. Just curious about the current property that you're living in, which is your home here. How long did something like that take you to develop and and maybe share with us, you know, what what happened along the journey? I'd be curious to know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was an interesting one. Look, it was only a year build, which was great. We had a we had yeah, we had a good builder, which was good. I mean, we put a pool in, so the pool had to go in first. There were some issues with the pool where they started to build the shell. So the first issue as soon as we started to build the shell a meter out from where it needed to go. So that was a disaster. They had to redo that. But that was at their cost. It was just literally me being on top of the building supervisor and Figuring that out before anyone else found it, so there were so many different hurdles along the way. Foundation because we're so close to the bay, there was foundation issues, so a lot of extra costs there. But I guess the key to that was that I was on top of it every single step of the way. I'm the project manager of the builder and everything that happens, and so I was doing that. You know, um, at the time while I was working a senior corporate role, which was extremely stressful because ultimately, you know, I have this great role and full time job. Um, that I needed to, to perform in. And we know senior level corporate roles are, are pretty demanding. So coming home in the evening and keeping on top of this build was probably one of the most stressful times in my life. Um, but I think, you know, what I've learned through it all is, and now, you know, I think once we have built it and moved in, is that it's about more than just the house and the wealth and the rest of it. For me now, this is done. The dream has been achieved in terms of the home. I plan on living here while my children grow up. And if we need to downsize in the future, we can do that. But ultimately, I'm not looking at doing more high-end developments. You know, I'm you know looking at my future is around now my children. And so now you would think a typical, if you looked at the next five years, a typical, you know, Greek dad or Greek um family man would be thinking oh next five years I really have to set my children up and and buy them a house like my big fat Greek wedding that I referred to before didn't happen to me and it's not going to happen to my children because even though I I can do that for them I don't don't want to and I won't and it's not because I'm being stingy or you know I I don't want to do it I do I want to help them and support them but more than anything I want to coach them on how that they can achieve it themselves and I want them to learn some of the lessons that I had to learn so that when they get to those life moments where you know they're either going to fold or they have to choose to fight I want them to choose to fight every single time and to win and look they've been lucky enough to have an amazing kind of life that I never had and so sometimes when you have that it's not as easy to teach your children resilience, but you know by being present as a parent with my wife and I our children are our main focus especially in these really critical years of 11 and 15 I've got a preteen and a teenager as I said so the next 5 years for me in property in general is coaching them through how to source their own property what to do to buy their first home and I, you know the beginning is my daughter having her first job so doing that and the second part is you know sharing my learnings with my clients because You know, in the early days, I didn't realize how valuable my 15 years worth of property development experience and then 20 odd years of um, investment buying has, you know, generated so many learnings and hacks along the way that people can fast track by using an advocate. I mean, just yesterday, I signed up someone in the military who has no idea on where to buy and what to buy and, you know, the research and the numbers behind it. And I can offer him that and he can be hands off. So, there's so much in that when you consult an expert that's sort of been there, done that versus someone that's just looking at a spreadsheet.
1: It's, it's really amazing what you've just shared there and so many lessons learned just even just hearing what you've shared there. And I think it's the same thing with, um, you know, if you give someone a fish, they'll only be able to eat for the day. But if you teach them how to fish, you know, they'll be able to do it for the rest of their life.
0: I should have used that saying. That was a really good one that you used. It's so true. Um, You know, and my kids, you know, we joke about it at times that, you know, they're not going to get a house for me. And they say, oh, dad, that's a really good one, that one. And they've seen the whole journey. And, you know, I guess by seeing it happen, and they obviously now have a love of property as well by seeing what their mom and I have been able to do and accomplish, Um, they go, oh, that one would be so cool. I go, look, possibly I'll let you live in it rent rent free for five years while you save up your own deposit. But... There's no way you're just getting it. I'd rather donate it. Look, in all honesty, I'd rather donate it to charity than to just ha- spoon feed it to my children. I just, it's not my mentality in what to do. And your quote about, you know, the fish and eating for a day versus a lifetime is, is perfect. You know, I'm giving them all the tools to set them up for a great life of them achieving things and that satisfaction of growing and being that person that they want to be. And they won't get there if I spoon feed them.
1: Coming up after the break, Mal Martinez shows us where his journey has brought him.
0: I'm getting goosebumps as I say this, but um, I, we bought a property, I, you know, bought a few properties this month, but the last property I bought was for a family.
1: The tricks of the property investment
0: trade. I think my service is always catered to what my clients' needs are. So if I have a, a client that's about to retire and needs cash flow, then, you know, I put forward three different strategies.
1: How we learn about the financial management side of investment.
0: A lot of my learnings has come with surrounding myself with really talented people. Um, As I said, I think numbers are a key thing that people miss out on and I have a really talented wife that helps me in that regard
1: as well. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Do you find yourself stressed out not knowing how or where to find the best property deals or what the best strategy is to build a wealth generating portfolio? Well Dragon Dominski can help you while you save time and money. With about two decades of experience as an investor and expert buyers agent, he finds positively geared properties with development potentials and secures and negotiates off-market deals for his clients. Now, he's offering you a no-obligation 45-minute strategy call to get you started. Just simply text the code BAA with your name and email address to 0405105074 to get your no-obligation free 45-minute strategy call. In his professional life, Mel Martinez focuses on his client's personal motivations in order to make the best investments for them.
0: I've got to say I'm getting goosebumps as I say this, but um, we bought a property, you know, I bought a few properties this month, but the last property I bought was for a family and we're looking for quite a while because they had quite a stringent list. But last Friday, I went and did the photo taking ceremony and their children got to see the house for the first time and they hadn't seen it. And that moment for me was really profound. You know, I get my greatest satisfaction by sharing the learnings, going through the process with clients that aren't really clear on what they want in their homes. Um, and so I'll always look at things from an investment lens to say, even if it's your primary place of residence, I want this to double in 10, 12 years. So let's buy strategically and get a really cl- clear plan on obviously your requirements in a home and a, a suburb. And then I'll go out and source them. And I look mainly for pre-markets and off-market opportunities because that's where there's less competition. Um, and we can secure properties at, you know, at a more competitive price. Um, and then obviously having that negotiation expertise and being a licensed agent, we can negotiate with selling agents quite well because we're both professionals at the end of the day and we share information. So I think for my clients, the value add is just being able to share that knowledge that I've built up, which I didn't realize in the early days what I was learning would lead me here. Um, but now that it has, and even after Friday's experience, we are there for an hour because we just stayed and just relished the moment so much of putting the sticker on, walking through the house, and just seeing the looks on the kids' faces and picking their rooms. That was the most rewarding part of my whole week. So, you know, doing that for clients and, you know, even investment buyers, for for them it's all about building well so there's not as much emotion. That was an emotional buy, but it's still a strategically good buy from the investment focus. That property will definitely double in 12 years. And I said to them, we'll be in touch. Um, so I'll see it double, you know, because they're only, um, they're in Mentone, home. So they're only three Ks for me. So a lot of my clients become neighbors and I see them on the beach nearly every morning. <laughs> so it's very interesting, I've got to say, but yeah, ultimately, It's that, and and with the investment buyers, that's another passion as well. Because you know, just yesterday, as I was saying, I I onboarded a young guy who's only twenty-five, and he's buying his second investment property, but just had no idea what to do, where to go, what to buy. So I can crunch and look at all the suburbs and look at the data, and you know, put forward some some recommendation based on history. I mean, I'm not a financial advisor by any stretch, but I can look at information and look at what things have done, property types as such, and put forward recommendations and then ultimately it's up to the, the clients to make the decision um, and then they buy great assets that will grow and they'll come back again next year and buy another one.
1: That's excellent. And is that the kind of strategy that you've been implying yourself that you also show with your clients or is it, sli- is it a little bit different because you, you've had 15, 20 years of experience in property development and it's obviously led to where you are today to be able to buy a dream home and achieve the lifestyle that you want. Is that something similar to what I guess the clients are also learning from you as well?
0: Ty, really good question. I think
1: my service
0: is always catered to what my clients' needs are. So, if I have a, a client that's about to retire and needs cash flow, then you know I put forward three different strategies. You can either go capital growth, which is what I focused on and how I built my wealth over time, but you need serviceability for capital growth kind of focused strategies. You get more growth, but you need to sometimes contribute. So that serviceability element is key. And I've obviously had great incomes over the years in the early years with my wife's income and my income to be able to do that. And that's not for everybody. But if you're near retirement, say you're in your mid 50s, you you need more cash flow positive properties so that they give you that cash flow that you need in retirement. They still have a capital growth element, but there's not so much. And at the moment, what I'm doing is, you know, in Melbourne in particular, we've identified five zones that have cash neutral or slightly cash positive aspects to them, but they're mainly capital growth focused. So they still can look after themselves, but they're going to grow almost as if you were just going a complete capital growth strategy. So I guess the executive summary to everything I've said is that I put forward all the different strategies to my clients. I put forward what my recommendation is, but also take their needs and their situation on board. And they decide, you know, what's going to work best for them. I mean, just two weeks ago, we bought a property development site um, in Hampton, so a bayside suburb next to Brighton in Melbourne. Um, Same sort of thing, you know, these are first-time developers and they didn't know what to look for in a site. And so I was able to make, you know, there were some tree elements there that were quite risky, so I made sure that we explored the trees. I worked with council to see, you know, what kind of houses we could get on on site um, but it was an amazing opportunity it was a full house five minutes walk to the beach and the train station and all the shops and you know I bought it in 48 hours from when the agent listed it no one even saw it before I did so they were super happy clients from Sydney um, wanting to invest in Melbourne and ultimately they don't just get the expertise of me finding them an off-market property and buying it at a great price but they get the expertise of buying something that they can build you know they wanted to build a duplex so that was their objective and that's what we go for so every single client's needs are different it's not about me telling you as a client what to do it's about understanding what you want to do and how i can best help you get there
1: yeah absolutely that's great now let's jump over and talk a little bit about resources and say mentors as you said you grew up Um, When you first, at 13, you had a fantastic mentor that was through CDs, Tony Robbins. And uh, from there, you you helped you set goals. But along your journey, how did you develop all those skills and learn from property development? Did you have any specific resources that you accessed or any particular mentors in that side of things?
0: From a a property development perspective, I worked with a really good bunch of architects along the way, land surveyors, Builders. I have worked with many builders and now I've got a, a certain builder that I just exclusively work with who doesn't take on any new clients now. He's just got a bank of developers that he works with. So I don't quote my jobs anymore. And I think a lot of my learnings has come with surrounding myself with really talented people. Um, as I said, I think numbers are a key thing that people miss out on. And I have a really talented wife that helps me in that regard as well. Look, I've got to be honest with you. So I was always the big picture man from the in the early days. And, you know, she'd say, honey, that's a great idea. But when we look at the numbers, they don't really stack up. So, But now she's trained me to be really focused on the numbers over many, many years. And luckily, we had that because I've seen so many people sort of fail just because of the number side of things. So you can buy because you get wrapped up in the emotion and the big picture of saying, oh, it's going to cost this much to do this, this much to do that. But you don't actually think about all the costs involved in the process. And that's what I understand is costing it all out for you. So you know what the end game looks like um, and what your actual ROI is. And so, you know, I'll give you an example is a recent project that I just supposed to start building a month ago, but we're going through some Issues again that we're working through, and apparently today is the day. So the site's been scraped, it's been set out, fence has been put up. It's all ready to go. Um, but we bought that um, site with plans for four units, and I just didn't think they were viable. So I costed them out, and they weren't viable. So I went back into council with three, and they're a lot more viable. So I think you know when you're borrowing three million dollars to do a site, and you're only going to make two hundred thousand, the ROI that's not very good. So, you know, by redesigning them and maximizing the block and what we can get and having three standalone street fronted units in a really great bayside suburb, you know, it was going to give us a great return. But it also fulfills my passion because it all goes down to that for me. I'm passionate about the bay. I only develop by the bay. So for me, it's all around the water, living here and developing by the water. And ultimately, I want to live here and I want to make it more affordable for other people that want to live here.
1: Great. Well, let's jump into a bit of um further mindset stuff because I know we've talked a little bit about that side is, I guess, what what do you think has been sort of the best advice that you've received over this journey that, you know, somebody's passed on to you or you've learned from someone? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, I remember in the early days, I was just so gung-ho and
0: just always on the go. I really had something to prove because of my childhood and where I've come from. I really wanted to prove to my parents that, you know, I could do this and that you can take risks and get ahead. But I just was missing out on living because I was just so focused on the destination and not the present. And so the best advice I remember, it was from an, a pharmaceutical – when I was a pharmaceutical rep, um, an ex-pharmaceutical rep who was a lot older than I was and had gone through different things in life and said, "He just said, Jim, you've really got to stop and smell the roses. And yeah. it links back to my favorite all-time book by Eckhart Tolle, which is The Power of Now. And it's about this present moment, you know, like me and you right now we're here and I'm just right here with you versus thinking about the next meeting that I've got and, you know, the agent that I've got to see later and the day's going to go till eight o'clock tonight, but I'm not stressing and thinking about all that stuff. I'm just living right now in this moment. And I'm not even stressing about some things didn't go great yesterday. They're done. It's over. It's about when you can truly be present with your children, with your family, with business, amazing things happen. You know, it, when you're in that flow of life and you're truly there, that's where the gold is.
1: To cap off his wisdom, Mel Martinez shares with us what he would have said to him 10 years ago and speculates about the road ahead.
0: I think I would just say, you know, believe in yourself more, back yourself more, you know, you're on the right track and just keep going. I think my big journey is I'll continue with my um, development side of the business. You know, I think for me, that's a passion project, if you like. It's still profitable, but there's, you know, a lot of love in that. Um, but a big part of it is growing the advocacy arm of the business and just really sharing those learnings with people because seeing the outcomes that, We can achieve for people in such a short period of time. I've had people come to me after looking for a home for three years and we found them something off market in four and a half weeks. And, you know, that lady, I I remember her, it was three months ago. She was crying on the phone when she called me as a prospect customer. And then to achieve that outcome, I mean, she got me teary. You know, that's, I'm all heart. So I just, I really, you know, connect with people and empathize with them. And so, when I go through that journey with people, it's just an amazing outcome. So really, that's what I want to keep doing because at this point in life, it's really about being present for my children and being there to support them and sharing all the learnings that I've had with customers to help them, but at the same time, continuing with my development side of things.
1: Well, Jim, you've achieved so much, especially in your lifetime, you know, those goals that you set when when you're 13 years old and you've done amazing property journey and property development as well. How much do you think your success has been due to skill, hard work and intelligence and how much of it do you think has been due to luck?
0: That is uh, an interesting question, that one. Um, look, I personally think that, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get and the smarter you work, the luckier you get. So, to be completely honest, I think, you know, luck is one of those things that, that comes when, you know, opportunity meets preparation. And so, when you work really hard um, and smart, then, You know, luck is part of that because opportunity is there and you're ready to leverage it.
1: Thank you to Jim Malmatianis, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. Do you find yourself stressed out not knowing how or where to find the best property deals or what the best strategy is to build a wealth generating portfolio? Well Dragon Dominski can help you while you save time and money. With about two decades of experience as an investor and expert buyer's agent, he finds positively geared properties with development potentials and secures and negotiates off-market deals for his clients. Now he's offering you a no obligation 45-minute strategy call to get you started. Just simply text the code BAA with your name and email address to 0405105074 to get your no obligation free 45-minute strategy call.